Box Officer Podcast with Mel McKay and Derek Zemrak. It feels like it's been so long. <laughs> I know. It was only a couple weeks. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you, and I uh, hope you had a nice uh, Thanksgiving yes. with everybody else out there, too. So. <laughs> so what have you got for us this week on your first week back in a couple? Yeah, we're going to talk about The Fableman's, which I saw a couple weeks ago, and now that's Steven Spielberg's new film, and everybody was anticipating this film, was excited about this film, and then Universal decided they were only going to show it in 638 cinemas across the country. What? Does that make any sense? No! No, but we can get into more of that in the on the podcast side, but <laughs> let's just review Fableman's first. Okay. okay. Now, this is a story which is supposed to be loosely based on Steven Spielberg's childhood and how he fell in love with making movies. I mean, right down my alley, right? Right! Hello! Not, you know, a, a biopic or anything like that. We want to say, you know, this is a story created around how he discovered film. We don't want to think that people are going to see Spielberg's name was not Fableman. So, uh, the story revolves around a young boy named Sam Fableman who his parents take him to see the greatest show on Earth, which is supposedly Spielberg's first movie he ever saw, and how that sitting in a cinema and seeing that train crash on the track just made him change his world. And that that's exactly what he wanted to do was go in and start making movies. Okay. Mm. To the delight of his mother, but his father, who was a computer, uh, you know, I call him a, a, maybe a nerd, uh, <laughs> did not want him to be uh, making movies. Couldn't see why he even would want to be doing that. But it follows him and it's a coming of age story, which is Mel, you know, that's my favorite <laughs> subject ever is coming of age story. So this boy is struggling not only with what should he do, you know, in his career, which he does he follow his passion or does he do what his parents, you know, specifically his dad wants him to do. Now, the cinematography in this film is great. The acting is is fantastic. Gabriel LaBelle plays Sammy, was fantastic. Michelle Williams was a little bit of a disappointment because I mean in 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 a Michelle Williams way. I mean, she's always fantastic, mm-hmm. but I just expected a little bit more from her. Yeah. Because I mean, she's been nominated so many times for an Oscar, you know, and she hasn't won. I said, "Okay, this is it. She's with Spielberg, going to win it." Right. I don't see it happening, but who knows? It's it, it's a crazy world right now. And then it's got Paul Dano as the father, and also Seth Rogen, who's a family oh. friend who work or who works with Sam's father at the computer company. Um, and he's the same quirky little, you know, Seth Rogen, one well, <laughs> little Seth. Seth Rogen than than he used to be. Right. And uh, then you got some a. Uh, which I thought was the best uh, role was actually Judd Hirsch. Now you may you know maybe remember him from television, but he was fantastic as the uncle who shows up a very small part. But he was fantastic and stole the screen. And I think you could actually see him, you know, with an Oscar nomination because he was so darn good. So, but anyways, overall, I, I enjoyed the movie. I didn't think, it, I, I guess I expected too much from it. I mean, especially being Spielberg. This was a, uh, right. a movie that the studios didn't even want to finance. He had to go out and get, you know, finance it himself. And it played at the Toronto Film Festival. With Spielberg, no movie of Spielberg's has ever, you know, a big movie, you know, release has ever played at a film festival. So right. he's, he's working this movie. I thought it was going to be a little bit more. I still do give it three and a half slates out of five. So, okay. I mean, it's not like it, it's bad, but I just expected a little more. It's playing at the Vine Cinema, you know, in, oh, in cool. Livermore. So go see it over there. It's just very disappointing of why this movie's not widely released. But we'll get into that on the podcast. I'm literally <laughs> like, spill the tea now, Derek. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what is the controversy behind? Why would they do that? Tell us, box officer. Well, this is what 
I believe is that, you know, it'll probably cut me off from any press screenings as I, I release this information. <laughs> I do be- believe that they want independent art theaters to go away. I mean, that is the only reason that they did this. Talking about the Fablemans here. It should have been wide released. It's a Thanksgiving. Day after Thanksgiving is the second busiest day of the year for movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Only behind Christmas Day. Okay. This is a huge, huge weekend for movie theaters. And you take a film that has so much hype as Spielberg's movie and you say, no, we're going to 638 instead of 3,800 or how many theaters are left because they keep dwindling. Right. Um, And they they put it into the larger theaters. Uh, A few art houses, like we mentioned, the Vine Cinema, Mm -hmm. got it. But they do very well as an art house. Yeah. And then you have... AMC got it, Regal got it, but none of the small theaters got it. Who People would go see it at the art houses. They're not going to go see it. The people who go to see an art film aren't going to the AMC. That is stupid. Stupid. It is very stupid. Stupid. Now, it even got worse, okay? They just announced yesterday that they're going streaming on Universal's uh, platform on the 13th. (laughs) They're actually giving it to some of the theaters, additional theaters, like including the Arida, on the 9th, but they're going streaming. Oh, my God. It's horrible. Now, if you look at the Thanksgiving releases, okay, you had The Strange World from Disney, Mm -hmm. which Disney did not publicize it. Nope. got horrible. The the worst, worst box office gross for a Disney release ever, ever. And the same thing, you know, like I said before, it's the worst weekend ever ever at a movie theater uh, on Thanksgiving weekend. Mm. Okay, Black Panther was still number one, which is, you know, I mean, not great, but it's like, uh, what's the other movies that they released? Okay, you got a movie that Disney puts out, who's the marketing gurus around, and has does very little publicity, and puts it out in theaters, and expects people to go. Oh Doesn't work, okay? And what else did you have? You had Bones and All, okay, which is a cannibal movie. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but if you're chewing, I'm a vegetarian, so I'm not chewing on the turkey leg, Am I going to go watch a cannibal movie oh afterwards? Oh, my God. That's what they gave the movie theaters. Now, of course, it's going to be the worst weekend ever at the movie theater when you have a very limited for Fableman. You've got a movie that Disney didn't promote, and you've got a cannibal movie. Oh, my That's God. That's your choices, people. That's your choices. So call it a conspiracy theory. I don't know what you want to call it, but it is absolutely wrong uh, what's happening. And, you know, is it going to be back where, you know, theaters are all going to close? There'll be be a handful of, of, you know, the major chains who are all filed bankruptcy. What is it? The studio is going to buy them now? Right. And then also you you had Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which Mm -hmm. actually did started off really slow at our, our theater and picked up pretty well, but that's going to Netflix. Yeah. Except they, they publicized it that it was going to, you know, to Netflix. They're very limited in the yeah. theaters. So those were your choices. How, how that's like going to a, the bakery, you know, God say, okay, here is, you know, make your bakery, but you only have very limited flour. Yeah, exactly. You only have a pound of flour, like, but produce enough to be open for a week. To sustain yourself. Yeah. It's not going to happen. No. And, and it's extremely frustrating. I can't believe that the studios are heading this direction as quickly as they are. And you've seen theaters in Berkeley closing, you know, art houses, and you're going to see more of it. And it, it's wrong. So people out there, if you truly want to go see 
Fableman or any of these other art films that they're going in, like Del Toro's, you know, Pinocchio, go to an independent theater because that's the way you're going to make a statement. Because I would like to see Fableman do better on the weekend of the 9th than it did on the opening weekend because that shows you that people want to go to the art houses and not the multiplexes. So there we go. Wow, dude. I My skin is crawling for you. I can't even imagine how mad you must be as an owner-operator of such a classic theater like the Arenda Theater that has so much history. And then to feel right. like you're being blacklisted from the movie industry, it is wrong. I don't know how we can fix it, but we're. I guess we'll try and figure out how. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so sad. And even like, I mean, the next thing is, you know, we have Avatar coming out, you yeah. know, which is going to be wide release. But you can't, you can't rely on a big movie every two months. Yeah. You can't survive. No. The, the, the multiplexes can because they put, you know, they'll put Avatar in 10 screens. Oh, my but, God. You know, when you have three screens or two screens or a single screen, you, you can't do it with, you know, with a movie coming out, you know, every two months that people want to see. Yeah. So support your local independent movie theaters and go see the art films and show them that we don't need them to go streaming. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. We want them to in the theater and enjoy them the way the filmmakers have enjoyed it and how people, you know, have enjoyed movies for the longest time. So Yeah. All right, I feel for you, dude. I'm I'm oh man. <laughs> That really yes, sucks. No. I'm so sorry. Our first well, podcast back is is not the best news. I'm sorry, I no. mean, three and a yes. half slates for the Fablemans is good. Let's let's it's, end it's, on a good note. That's a good yes. rating from the box officer. Yeah, it's a it's a good quality film. Now he made it for forty million dollars, and it only did three point nine million dollars. <laughs> and I thought I saw four point four somewhere, but it's like that's not good. No. Yeah, you're in trouble. You're losing a lot of money on that one. So, I mean, how many people are going to, you know, watch it? And this is a film that should be on the big screen because of the cinematography and, and the way Spielberg, you know, shot the movie, not on your TV at home, and you're paying nineteen ninety five for it. God. When you can go to an art house and pay $10. Yeah, you know? exactly. Help the art houses. But, you know, the studios are looking at it, okay, if we put it on the streaming, we're getting nineteen ninety five. We keep 100%. If we go to the movie theater and they're charging $10, and we only we're getting sixty percent. We're getting six dollars. Do we want nineteen ninety five or we want six? We can get a third of the audience and still be ahead oh. of the game. Oh my god! So that sucks. With that happy <laughs> note, you know, tis the season. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, Merry freaking Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we'll shoot for a better uh, attitude next week, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Stream the box officer now at KKIQ.com and Apple and Google Podcasts.